0: Well, praise the Lord tonight. It's great to be in the house of the Lord. I love Sunday night church. Grew up going to church on Sunday nights, and by God's grace, we'll continue on. We all live our lives in the confines of fear. One may claim to have no fear, to fear nothing, and yet is there not a breaking point? I remember when I was younger, skateboarding and snowboarding, and those that I was around were wearing no fear garb. Anybody remember that, no fear? Yet, there always seemed to be a breaking point. There are many fears in this life. The fear of death. The fear of financial ruin. The fear of rejection. The fear of sickness. The fear of the unknown the fear of man, the fear of attack, the fear of uncontrol, the fear of nature, the fear of missing out. We all live our lives in the confines of fear. It just depends on which confines, confines to enclose within bounds, limit or restrict, a boundary, a limit, a border. Is it not true that fear binds us, that fear limits or restricts? It sets boundaries, sets limits and borders. You know, there are proper fears in this life, fears we would call wisdom, like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. And there are fears in this life that are improper, fears that we should call foolishness, fears that we should avoid. Fears that we should put off, fears we should never subscribe to. You know, I live my life in the confines of fear. And I know it's the same for many in this place here tonight. What fear am I talking about? The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is perfect. The fear of the Lord is right. The fear of the Lord is holy and the fear of the Lord is freedom. The fear of the Lord encloses with bounds, it limits and restricts it. It sets boundaries. And perhaps you're thinking to yourself, how is that freedom? Well, is it not for freedom that Christ has set us free? And the answer is a resounding yes. And yet, this freedom has boundaries, limits, restrictions, and borders. And, my, we should thank the Lord that it does. You know, one might call this freedom, this fear of the Lord, a yoke Sounds more like slavery. Sounds more like a burden than freedom. Well, what did Jesus say? He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The alternative yoke is hard and heavy. What does the Bible say? Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 9, verses 10 and 11, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. I'll claim that promise. Proverbs fourteen twenty seven: the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. How can we understand the fear of the Lord? Well, let's look to the word. Proverbs 2, verses 1 to 5, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You might ask the question, well, what does the fear of the Lord look like? Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. We read scriptures like Job 28.28, behold the fear of the Lord. That is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. So I guess to not depart is foolishness. to not depart from evil. Psalm 34, verses 11 to 15, Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days, that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The fear of the Lord is surrender and obedience. Those that fear the Lord are surrendered and they're obedient. If I fear the Lord, I have surrendered and I am choosing to be obedient. Oswald Chambers said, when we choose deliberately to obey him, then with all his almighty power, he will tax the remotest star and the last grain of sand to assist us. As we surrender our life, as we turn to obedience, as we live our lives in the confines of this fear, the fear of the Lord... The fear of the Lord is right, the fear of the Lord is perfect and holy, and the fear of the Lord is freedom. The fear of the Lord is also apprehension and trepidation. Just like fearing a good father because we understand what he has said and set in place is right, so too we fear the Lord. We fear the Lord, that we do not sin against him, that we don't trespass, that we don't disobey, that we don't dishonor his name. You know, when I was a child, I felt free, yet within the confines of a father's authority. The fear of the Lord is respect and honor. The fear of the Lord is a life willingly lived within his confines. Out of respect and honor, we respect our Father. And so he set up boundaries. He set up borders. He set up limits. And where the world would call it a burden and call it slavery and call it foolishness, We found it to be the greatest life and the joy of our days. The fear of the Lord is love and devotion, holy awe and reverence, holy awe and reverence for our God. The fear of the Lord is worship. The fear of the Lord is adoration, tenderness and friendship. The fear of the Lord is consecration. It's dedication. The fear of the Lord is loyalty. What promises are there for those that fear the Lord, live their lives in the confines of this fear? Well, let's look to the Bible. Proverbs nineteen twenty three: the fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. Psalm 25, 14, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear Him. And He will show them His covenant. You know that the truth is this. The fear of the Lord brings mercy upon us. We read a scripture like Luke 1, It says His mercy is on those who fear Him from generation to generation. And how could we not agree that the fear of the Lord is a mighty protection? Isaiah 33, 6, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. I love the Word of God. The promises we read, let's just take a few moments and exalt the promises connected with fearing the Lord, all right? Psalm 112, verses 1 to 3, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Give me the fear of the Lord. Psalm 115, 13, he will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. Psalm 128, 1, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Men and women blessed. Sons and daughters mighty on earth. These promises are for everyone. For those who walk in his ways. For those who fear him. Are you in the house tonight lacking confidence? Proverbs 14:26 In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence. And his children will have a place of refuge. Just throwing some things out there tonight, are you looking for the greatest friendship one could ever have? Psalm 25, 14, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear Him, and He makes known to them His covenant. The friendship that is the secret counsel of the Lord is with those who fear Him. Anybody in the house tonight wishing you could prolong life? What answer are we pushing? We know the answer is the world's pushing. This is the answer the Bible's pushing. Proverbs 10, 27, the fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The NLT reads, fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. And yes Proverbs 14:27 the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death The fear of the Lord is perfect The fear of the Lord is right The fear of the Lord is holy And I pray that tonight your confession would be the fear of the Lord is freedom Perhaps we came into this place and we've never viewed the fear of the Lord as freedom. I pray tonight that that would change, that we would see it differently. In the book of Exodus, we read what Moses said to the people. He told them what the Lord was seeking to work into them work into their lives. Exodus 20, verse 20, And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that His fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. The voice, don't be afraid. These powerful manifestations are God's way of installing, instilling awe and fear in you so that you will not sin. He is testing you for your own good. The Amplified God has come to prove you so that reverential fear of Him may be before you that you may not sin. Listen, it's absolute truth that the fear of the Lord keeps us from sin. I remember younger days. I'm not saying I was sinless, definitely not. But the fear of the Lord kept me from many sins, many paths, many associations, many things that would have brought a lot of regret. Where would we be without the fear of the Lord? Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Narrow is the gate. Difficult is the way. Listen to these words. One cannot complain that the gate is narrow, who stand amazed that the gate is open. Would you rather have the gate closed or the narrow gate open? One cannot complain that the gate is narrow who stand amazed that the gate is open, living our lives in the confines of this fear. Some would say that the way of the Lord is confining, restricting, restricted. I mean, it messes with life a little bit, doesn't it? The Lord likes to pin himself in on our schedule, Well, he is the author. Some would say it is confining and restricting and restricted. You know, all I know is that the more I walk with the Lord, I'm finding that this narrow path gets broader and broader. That it's opening up to greater and greater things, that within the confines of following Jesus, true freedom is experienced. And there is no substitute. This path is beautifully broad for those that love the narrow way. Perhaps you don't love the narrow way, and therefore you find it burdensome, restricted, confined. There's too many boundaries and too many borders and too many limits to this faith this relationship with Jesus. Just give me salvation, my ticket to heaven. But don't give me the boundaries. Don't give me the borders. Don't give me the limits. Don't call me to live my life in the confines of fear. Well, we know what the Bible says about this. It's right to fear the Lord. What does the Lord say about fears in this life? Fears that would seek to confine us? Listen, we understand that this world is full of fear, fears, and fearing. What does the Lord say? Well, just two scriptures, Matthew 10, 28. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 6, verses 25 to 32, reading from the Amplified Bible, Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. What you shall eat, or what you shall drink, or about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater in quality than food, and the body far above and more excellent than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one unit of measure cubit to his stature or to the span of his life? And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon... Wow. Even Solomon in all his magnificence, excellence, dignity, and grace was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green, Lord, green up our grass, amen, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, O you of little faith? I guess anxiousness and anxiety is a little faith therefore do not worry and be anxious saying what are we going to have or eat or what are we going to have to drink or what are we going to have to wear for the Gentiles the heathen wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things guess what church your heavenly father knows well that you need them all and it's not up there but Matthew 6.33 I love it seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he will take care of everything else. Anxiety and worry, and how quickly these turn to fear. You know, I've learned well in my life that perfect love casts out fear. Smith Wigglesworth said these words, filled with God, leaves no room for doubting or fearing. We have no idea of all that means to be filled with God. It means emptied of self. Do you know what it means to be filled with God? It means you have no fear. For when you are filled with God, you are filled with love, and perfect love casts out fear. I honestly believe with all my heart that if we live in the confines of one fear, the fear of the Lord, his perfect love will cast out all other fears. His perfect love will deal with the fears and expel them. Charles Spurgeon said these words, There is nothing in heaven, earth, or hell that need make you fear who trust in Jesus. Only one fear for me, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Let's walk in the fear of the Lord. Let's choose the fear of the Lord. Let's willingly surrender our lives and submit our lives to this. Say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the boundaries. Thank you for the limits and the borders. For it is for freedom that you've set me free. Acts 9:31: then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. The message they were permeated with a deep sense of reverence for God. The Holy Spirit was with them, strengthening them. They prospered wonderfully. Listen, it's a proven pattern. The fear of the Lord brings blessing, the fear of the Lord brings life. The fear of the Lord. So many promises connected. With fear in the Lord. You can have the worship team return tonight, applying this verse, a prophetic declaration over this house. 2 Chronicles 19, verse 7, Now therefore let the fear of the Lord be upon you. The voice, be guided by your fear of him. Act carefully. The saints need to hear this. I need to hear this. Our sons and daughters need to hear this. The children growing up in the house need to hear this. Be guided by your fear of him. Act carefully. Not too many years ago, people were strolling around now with no fear garb on. It was Jesus is my homeboy. You know, I hated those shirts. I'm sorry. Hate's a strong word, but I absolutely hated them. Jesus is my friend. But I don't bring him down to a lower level. I don't strip. The reverence out i don't strip the awe out the respect and the honor we need to understand who he is that though he is our friend he's almighty god this friendship i'd be careful it's not equal (laughs) i think too many people have their mind made up that this friendship is equal not equal. But thank the Lord for his friendship. Be careful in life. We know how the world pines for us. Proverbs 15:16 Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. You know, I don't know what the treasure represents tonight. Whatever the treasure represents, don't let it turn into a fear. That if you don't get it, you feel like you missed out. Don't let it enclose you within bounds, limit or restrict or set boundaries. Don't let it confine you. Only ever live your life in the confines of one fear. You know, the reality is, church, when we fear other things, it can take us out of the fear of the Lord. Just think about it, when we fear man, it can take us out of the confines of the fear of God, true? Because we fear man before we fear God. The fear of the Lord is a mighty protection. You say, how so? Well, we could talk about marriage for a minute. The fear of the Lord is a mighty protection for the covenants we've made. I made a covenant not only before a person, I made a covenant before God. The fear of the Lord will keep us. The fear of the Lord will hold us. The fear of the Lord will protect us for the vows we've made. The fear of the Lord is a mighty protection for our homes, our hearts, our minds, Our eyes, ears, mouths guided by our fear of Him. I wonder, is it true? Our eyes guided by our fear of Him. What we take in the eye gate, what we set our eyes upon, our ears, what we're taking in, what we're listening to, the conversations and the news and on and on and on. Is is this all guided by our fear of Him? Our mouths, when we open up our mouths and speak, Is our speech guided by our fear of Him? If it was, there wouldn't be much gossip, would there? (laughs) The fear of the Lord is a cure for many things. Are there any fears in your life. I'm talking about the fears that shouldn't be there. And these fears are messing with the fear of the Lord. They're actually taking you out of the confines of the fear of the Lord. I mean, we had a list at the start The fear of death, you say, well, isn't that a proper fear? Sure. But to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. See, if I know my days are in his hands, if I know that he's caring for me, that he loves me, that he has a perfect plan for my life, he knows my days, he numbers my days. Perfect love casts out fear. The fear of financial ruin, that might be a real one for somebody here. And what's happening is the fear of this financial ruin is causing you to forsake certain things concerning the faith. To go after and run after these other things, to seek first. These other things. The fear of rejection, it's a real one. The fear of sickness, the fear of the unknown, the fear of man. The fear of man, the fear of attack, the fear of uncontrolled, the fear of nature, the fear of missing out. Are there any fears in your life that shouldn't be there? That right now you can hear the Holy Spirit saying it's time to run from that fear. It's time to cast that fear aside. I want to encourage you tonight to live your life in the confines of only one fear the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. If you live your life in the confines of this fear, you will always choose God before you choose man. You will always choose God's principles. You will always fall in line with what he's called you to. You will always choose surrender. You will choose obedience. If you fear the Lord, you go to church on Sunday night. Amen? The mic cut out. I guess didn't want to hear that, but... I'm preaching to the choir tonight because you're here. Let's stand in this place. We're just going to sing this out. All hail King Jesus. All hail King Jesus. I just want to take a few moments. and If you have a fear in your life, you know that you want this gone. It's haunting you. It's plaguing your life. It's limiting you. It's setting boundaries upon even your faith and your walk with Jesus. And you're just saying, I want... To lay this down tonight in these moments you say Lord come and help me come and break this fear out of my life whatever it is and tonight Lord we choose the fear of the Lord we choose to fear you Lord Lord and we stand amazed at the promises laid out in the book the promises connected with fearing the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.